0: What is the perfect summer cocktail? What do you need to know about making a balanced cocktail? And how do you make a mocktail that feels as elevated as your friend's alcoholic drink? We'll answer all of these questions and more on this edition of Getting Schooled. I'm Abby Hornacek. <laughs> summertime, which to me means an ice cold beer on a porch on a hot summer day. If you're of drinking age, it's refreshing and it just feels like summer. But sometimes you want to mix it up or you want to impress your family and friends at a summer barbecue with something more unique. So this episode is dedicated to summer cocktails and mocktails. That's right. We're taking a field trip to your favorite rooftop bar to share some recipes and insight into the makings of a perfect summer cocktail. So how do you elevate your game from just grabbing some pineapple juice and splashing some tequila and soda in there? What spirits or liqueurs are more popular? What can you add to a drink to make it feel like you are actually a bartender? And then what are some good mocktail recipes? Well, here to talk me through all of this is TikTok phenomenon and founder of Spirited LA, Hannah Chamberlain. Hannah, thanks for coming on. This is a very important topic, especially in the summertime. Oh, crucial, <laughs> critical. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, uh, excited I ca- to talk about it. I kind of wish we could be in person together enjoying a summer cocktail while we did this podcast. Yeah. It would make it I, really I fun. I feel like
1: that would be very appropriate for <laughs> us to be kind of sampling a few as we as we discuss comparing and
0: contrasting. Well, maybe our listeners as they listen to this can can sample a few of these as well. So, um, you know, <laughs> let's just start with, in your opinion, what is the most popular summer cocktail recipe? I need uh, to know. Most- most
1: popular um let's see i mean i know that this year this is supposed to be the summer of the dirty shirley uh it's not not a huge classic but i've heard that this is everyone's going to be drinking in this summer um it's like a shirley temple with some vodka added that being said i don't know if it's really going to have a lot of staying power i tend to think Some summer classics, like a nice daiquiri, a margarita, a paloma, a really wonderful G&T. Those are some of my my go-tos. I think we'll still be seeing a lot of those. Aperol, spritz. I think, you know, I know it's a a contentious cocktail. People really love it or hate
0: it, but... They're just so pretty. How can you resist? I agree. For, first off, Hannah, I, I wish you could see the reaction of our producer, Devin, when you said dirty Shirley. She threw her hands up in the air and I, <laughs> I was like, oh, vodka. It's just disgusting. Um, so that might be a contentious one also. <laughs> um, der, Aperol spritzes, I will say I'm in New York and just in the last few weeks, even right before it turned into summertime, people were already rolling out the Aperol spritzes. I, I feel like that's mm. going to be a go to. To for a while
1: you know they're they're quite honestly not my favorite cocktail flavor wise but it just feels like summer when you when you hold one and you're drinking one on a rooftop like it's got an it, orange it slice in it right exactly so i i think that people won't be able to resist those again and i mean Still better than a dirty Shirley in my
0: opinion. so <sighs> dirty. I'm glad I don't understand company. Yeah, I saw that too. I was like, I don't know how this is gonna last because Shirley Templer- temples are just so sugary and I feel like in the summertime you like to have something that's light and refreshing, like a spicy margarita, also kind of sugary. Absolutely. But how would you make the perfect spicy margarita because I feel like that's one if you do drink tequila that people like to go to in the summer.
1: Yeah, I I love a spicy margarita, and the thing that I think differentiates something like a good spicy margarita or a spicy Paloma from something like a Dirty Shirley is that it's a more balanced cocktail. Uh, When you have a cocktail that's balanced, you really want to pair that sweetness with something nice and tart, and I think that that adds something refreshing and it really balances out the sweetness, so... Spicy margaritas, great example of that. Um, The way I like to make spicy margaritas, um, I like to make an infusion where I take the tequila that I wanna use or the mezcal, and I slice up some serrano peppers, remove the seeds, throw it in a mason jar, and then I kind of agitate the jar for a little while uh, every now and then how and you do you agitate it. a
0: jar <laughs> you don't just you like, yell mean mean at phrases it. You, you, at <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly no uh shaking it up every now and then to make sure the flavors are kind of mixing up properly then taste it every now and then till it gets to your ideal level of spice I sometimes this is very important I've given people way too spicy uh margaritas for their for their Palette and my mother still hasn't forgiven me. It's been three years. (laughs) She's still afraid of spicy margaritas, Um, but keep trying it till it hits that perfect level of spice for you. And then you can use that tequila, strain out the the peppers, and then you can use that tequila in your favorite recipes. Um, And it really goes beautifully with a lot of different flavors. I love serrano in particular because it's got a freshness that goes with the heat. So I think it's really nice for summer. It goes beautifully with mango, pineapple, raspberry, you name it.
0: I was going to ask you why serranos and not a jalapeno is it a jalapeno yep. too spicy you know I don't think it's a difference of spice I
1: think it is that kind of green vegetal freshness to it mm. that I really like in the serrano but jalapenos are great too especially if you know I tend to make for summer I'll use a silver tequila uh, a tequila blanco but um if you're using something like a reposado or a mezcal and you want something that tastes a little bit more warm and round I think the jalapeno goes really well
0: there All right, we've got to step aside for a quick recess, but we'll be back right after this.
1: From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy
0: Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. I have a question. So whenever I go to a bar with friends or something and I want a spicy margarita and there's one on the menu, it typically says... Um, you know, pepper infused or uh, jalapeno infused tequila. When you get that at a bar, tell me the truth. Is it a cheaper tequila that they infuse, <laughs> you know? You know, that's it. It makes sense.
1: I don't know. I think it really depends on the place. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think there are some places where they'd go. They probably don't even necessarily infuse it in house. It might be something that they buy somewhere else, or you can definitely get some tinctures to add so that you're not going through the, process of using all the fresh uh, produce. I bet that does happen sometimes. But then there are other places where I feel like they're probably really have a ton of integrity about this particular tequila goes so beautifully with this particular pepper. So probably probably a bit of a mix there.
0: If you're making that at home, how long does the tequila last if you add Serrano's to it. Obviously, you're draining the Serrano's out. You're you're removing the peppers once you have achieved that optimal spiciness. But does that make the tequila last less, uh, you know, a shorter amount of time just because there's something else added to it?
1: Yeah, you know, those questions are always tricky to answer. I think there's a lot of variation. It's probably gonna be a lot safer than like a syrup because of the alcohol in it. Um, I would keep it in the fridge just to be safe, but I think you'll probably still have a pretty good shelf life and uh, a good rule of thumb, whether you're making a syrup or you're making an infusion, is if it starts to look really different than when you first made it, like you're starting to see some weird solid mass or a color change out of nowhere, it's probably time to (laughs) throw it out. So (laughs)
0: you're just going to make sure you drink it fast. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And then if you're, if you're making that for the first time, how long, I know obviously it depends on how spicy you like something, but just, Mm -hmm. you know, for basic level, for someone who hasn't made it, what's a good amount of time that you should leave the peppers in there?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think uh, so frequently with the Mason jar, I'm I will plan to use use it that day. So or the next couple days. days. Um, so I'll think about the amount of cocktails I'm going to make. Let's say I'm going to make four spicy margaritas in the next couple days. days. Uh, then what I'll do is I'll probably use about eight ounces, eight to 12 ounces of the tequila. And then I would chop up about three peppers, remove the seeds, thinly slice them and throw them in there. Um, I would start tasting after about 45 minutes, mm. half an hour, 45 minutes, because uh, it can be done by then. Um, other times, you know, whether it's the difference in the actual pepper or whatever happens, sometimes I've found it needs a lot longer, but it's it's good to kind of start around then.
0: OK, I you know, I'm, I'm getting a little biased here because my favorite type <laughs> of alcohol is tequila or mezcal. But let's nice. move on to gin, because I feel like that also goes well in the summertime it's light it's refreshing what would you make in the summer using gin
1: i am obsessed with gin it's it's one of my absolute favorites for summer i think the two ways i like to use it best in general uh, i love doing uh, empress 75 so i don't know if you've had uh, empress gin the purple I've, one that's no. one of my favorites um and uh, i'll use that with so it's a, a french 75 essentially i use the empress gin and then usually so you'll add a different flavor to the syrup to kind of make it more summery. So some of my favorites, I like, I just made some lilac syrup with fresh lilacs for lilac season. Uh, Although I've been told I'm saying lilac funny. Lilac. Lilac.
0: <laughs> how, how do you say it? this? Was a I say lilac? Recently. I I just when you lilac, said it, I okay. said wow. Have I been saying <laughs> lilac wrong this whole time? <laughs> no. I, apparently, I'm the crazy one. So <laughs> lilac,
1: and uh, or lavender is another favorite. So mm. building that with the champagne and the uh, gin and syrup and a little citrus, it's really refreshing and it's got that bubbly, nice. Uh, sparkle to go with the booze and it's really nice outdoors. Um, also just a gin and tonic. I love doing gin mm. and tonics in the summer. Throwing some lime in there too and a little bit of liqueur like a grapefruit liqueur and elderflower kind of makes it feel a little special. So wonderful to drink
0: outdoors. Oh liqueur. I That's a great point. I feel like when you're making something at home to elevate your cocktail game if you have a few different types of liqueurs you look like a famous bartender. I swear
1: <laughs> How and you... it, it really changes so many classic cocktails. They're very easy ways to
0: kind of make a cocktail your own and make it suit your tastes. Absolutely. You talk about these syrups, the lilac syrup, the lavender syrup. Is mm-hmm. making that type of syrup similar to infusing tequila? How do you make a, an infused syrup?
1: It's very easy. Uh, once you get the basic idea down, it will absolutely change your home cocktail game. All you need to do is equal parts sugar and water on the stove till the sugar dissolves, and then you add whatever other ingredient, whatever flavor you like. So whether it's a spice, something like cinnamon for winter is really great, something like mint or fresh fruits or florals for the summer. Uh, You add um, if If it's something really, really flavorful like a pepper or a spice, you won't add as much or a tea, but for fruit, you'll add about the same amount. So if it's a cup of water, a cup of sugar, you'll add a cup of fruit, Let it sit on the stove, let it simmer for a while, kind of taste as you go to like, it's a really nice, strong flavor, strain out the solids and you're done. And then you can really do anything you want. Like, I mean, fig and rosemary was when I did last year. And if you tell someone like, oh, I've made a fig and rosemary, Tom Collins, they think like, oh my God, you must've gone through hell and back to to (laughs) make this thing. But it's, it's really quite easy. And it really lets you again, like own the cocktail and make it your own.
0: You you actually bring up a great point. You know, when you're trying to impress people, you're having a summer barbecue or something and you put out the beer, but you also want to make a fun cocktail. What is something that someone can do to elevate their game and to impress people um, if they want to take something as simple as a gin and tonic and make it look more professional?
1: Uh, absolutely. Great question. Uh, hosting is one of my absolute favorite things with cocktails. So I'm always kind of looking at ways to, give my guests something special. And I think two really easy ways to do that. Well, I'm gonna give you three easy ways to do that. One's a little bit, requires a bit more forethought, but syrups are an absolutely wonderful one. Very easy to do. A really, really easy one is a tea syrup. You basically are just boiling hot water, sugar, and some tea. It takes no time at all. You can make it in the microwave. And you already have all these extra wonderful flavors in there. So making a syrup and using that in a punch, using that in the French 75, using that in anything, really, a margarita. You can really do anything with that. So I love making my own syrups. A little liqueur. So a gin and tonic If you add a little elderflower liqueur, it becomes an elderflower gin and tonic, or a little grapefruit, becomes a grapefruit gin and tonic, so it feels a little more special. And then lastly, one I really like for summer, this does require more forethought, is making flavored ice cubes. (gasps) So if you make like pineapple ice cubes and you throw those in a margarita, that suddenly feels... Oh, incredible because the drink changes as the cubes melt and really uh, changes the profile of the drink in a really fun way.
0: No one likes a watered down drink. So if you make the ice cube out of something like pineapple, that makes it so mm-hmm. much better. Exactly. You're, in, you're welcome to come over to my apartment anytime, by the way, <laughs> Hannah, and we can do this together. It sounds incredible. It'd be very fun. Um. So then uh, something else I was wondering is, you know, su- people... Have an aversion to tequila sometimes, it's depending if they've had an experience. Same oh, thing yeah. with gin. I mean, you could really say it for any alcohol. But I vodka know, is mine. Oh, I, I do not like vodka whatsoever. That's Mm-mm. why we haven't even really touched on that, besides the dirty <laughs> Shirley, which Devin in there is still loving. But um, what about like a whiskey? Because that's a, a little bit heavier. Mm. Is there a way you can make a more summertime drink with whiskey or bourbon?
1: you know one of my favorite summer cocktails is a bourbon cocktail really i think we always associate bourbon with the winter or bourbon with the derby but yes. i think a mint julep is one of the most refreshing drinks you can mm. have in the summer all that pebble ice the frosty glass the mint uh it's so good i, I could drink that on the hottest day and be absolutely happy So I love doing a a mint julep and that's another one where adding instead of just using a mint syrup, if you do a raspberry mint syrup or a pineapple mint syrup, then suddenly it feels even more summery to go with all the icy freshness. How do you make a mint julep? So making a mint julep, this is a funny cocktail in that the process really is the difficult part. All of the ingredients are pretty simple, but doing it just right is key to making it a proper julep. You'll add uh, your, I like to use a syrup. Some people like to use a sugar and muddle the mint, but I think using a mint syrup is the easiest way to get a consistent flavor throughout the drink. So you'll add about two ounces of bourbon. You'll add half an ounce to an ounce of syrup, depending on how sweet you like it. I tend to go for more like half an ounce. Uh, You add that to the bottom of your julep cup. Then you're going to pack it three quarters full of some finely cracked ice or some pebble ice and stir it for a while. So it really gets all integrated in there. You'll pack it full of ice and then you wait for a little bit. And when you wait, there should be a frost on the side of the cup. And that's how, you know, you've really nailed the technique. Ah,
0: so there is a technique to making this. Absolutely. But it's totally worth it. It sounds like it's worth it. That sounds really good right now. I'm in the office. I would never drink alcohol in here. But, you know, maybe when I leave, maybe when I leave. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. And then what about people who don't want to drink alcohol? Because this is a a big, Mm -hmm. big movement almost with the younger generations. I feel like they're putting away the alcohol. They might be resorting to other things. Who knows? But, you (laughs) know, people or or maybe you're pregnant or maybe you just don't want to drink alcohol and you just want to have fun. Do you have any good mocktail recipes for people?
1: Yeah, I think we're entering a time when people, uh, there's some companies out there that are doing a wonderful job with non alcoholic spirits that really fill that void and allow people to kind of participate in cocktail culture, even if they're not drinking at the time. Uh, seed lip is one of my favorites. Um, but if you're not using one of those non alcoholic spirits, I find that some flavored vinegars are a really nice substitute. Huh. Uh, something that can kind of be mm, not the best with a lot of mocktails is they can taste a little too sweet a little uncomplicated they're basically just a fancy lemonade but adding a little bit of a of a um, vinegar to it or a little tea to it can kind of give it that elegance and that sophistication that you kind of get from the spirit so it's a nice way of sort of replacing that and making it feel more like a grown-up drink
0: and less like a shirley dimple right how do you make a flavored vinegar or do you buy it and how much do you put in I often buy flavored vinegars. So one of my favorite
1: mocktail recipes, let me see if I can remember this. Um, I'll use like a really nice balsamic. And uh, sometimes if you can get one, uh, you can get some really beautiful specialty ones where you can get like a fig balsamic or a kumquat balsamic. So any of those work, but I like to use a really nice balsamic, about half an ounce. Then I'll use um, some strawberry syrup, some lime juice and some muddled basil and then top it off with a sparkling water oh. and it's really complex and interesting it doesn't remotely taste like you're just drinking you know Sprite with a little orange juice in there so that's one of the things I really uh, enjoy when I'm Mixing non alcoholic things to make sure it's still got a level of interest and the flavors are still complex.
0: Absolutely. And if you wanted to add alcohol to that, it sounds delicious that way too. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Exactly. I never thought to put balsamic or any type of flavored vinegar into my drink. And you're right, that sounds delicious.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, shrubs are something that used to be uh, very popular for hundreds of years, I think it's hundreds of years, but at least a hundred years, uh, which is kind of a vinegary, almost like a kombucha-like drink. And people used to use those for cocktails a lot. So it's a very similar kind of theory, uh, but it's a nice way to just sort of add that little bit of interest, some tartness, some balance to it um, that gets people thinking.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, something else just to uh, I mean, to go back to the alcohol, unfortunately, if, if you don't drink alcohol, <laughs> we, we've got a great mocktail recipe that you just gave us. But uh, what, when you're going shopping, I run into this sometimes where you don't want to buy a cheap tequila, a cheap gin, mm-hmm. a, a, you know, a, a cheap bourbon but you also don't want to break your bank. So what is a good type of, how do you know what is a good enough alcohol that it won't give you a headache and right. it will still taste sufficient without making you break open your piggy bank?
1: You know, that's a that's a tough one. It usually does require a little bit of research. Um, and then sometimes there'll be, you know, a nicer one that just doesn't fit my palate. So a little, I would say, go with your experience. Uh, see what See what tastes good to you. I tend to think if it's, under 15 at least where i've been living it's probably not going to be my favorite (laughs) um but then there are some bottles like uh wild turkey 101 which is not that cheap but for what it is i think it's really wonderful it's been my house bourbon for years when I'm mixing with it. So you'll find some that you're like, become your old reliables or you're not breaking the bank. They're not gonna be the ones that you break out for special occasions, but they're mm. really nice ones that you can keep going back to. And I think learning about the companies a little bit, doing a little bit of reading, um, trying some of the uh, alcohol out at a bar and seeing if you like it, seeing if it's a good match for you before you uh, invest in a full bottle. That's also a good way of doing it. That's a good idea. I didn't
0: think about that. <laughs> it's like a test, you could, you're you going- uh... exactly. Slicker tasting, essentially. Uh, uh, Hannah, yeah. how did you get into all of this? What what made you passionate about being able to make a good drink? And you said that you love hosting. Was that part of it? Yes. Uh, hosting
1: is definitely part of it. And when I really got started, I was living in L.A. And one of my friends had me over. And she was making a cocktail that, at at the time, I couldn't believe she made at it home. It's not really, wouldn't be something I'd order now. It was a vodka drink. Um, but it had like vanilla and pomegranate and all these flavors. And for some reason, before she made that for me at her house, I had this idea that you had to like practically make a cocktail in a lab or a very specialized (laughs) setting. You couldn't just whip it up in your kitchen. And uh, when she did that, it kind of got me thinking and it got me more curious about cocktails. So I started going all over LA, talking to some of the best bartenders uh, found out you know, some principles about what makes a good drink, what makes a balanced drink, what should I avoid, and then I started experimenting at home. And the more I started experimenting, the more I realized how much history and science were behind a good cocktail, and I just became absolutely obsessed. So fast forward a few years, uh, it's, I'm now doing it full time, uh, making recipes and sharing them, and
0: it's been wonderful what kind of measuring you, you said, you know, you, you thought that you had to make it in a lab. And I kind of thought that too, when I first graduated college, I'm like, Oh, well, here's some orange juice and some sparkling water, we could uh-huh. make this into a cocktail. What kind of measuring utensils should people have at home? Or what should be the absolutes on their bar carts?
1: Yeah, great question. Uh, I think, you know, the the fancy metal jiggers are, are very popular, and they look really pretty for your bar cart. But I prefer something with uh like those little mini measuring cups that give you some really nice clear measurements in there so you're not going i can't tell is this an ounce is this two <laughs> ounces that's always frustrating for me especially because they're all different so a really clear nice mini measuring cup would is be is very helpful i love one of those hand crank citrus pressers i think those are wonderful if you like making margaritas you like making citrusy drinks it will save so much time. I didn't get one for years, but they're not expensive. And they say they, they will take years off your life um, <laughs> in, a way, in a good way. They'll give years to your life. I guess. You're right. um, So uh, yes, love those uh, fine mesh strainer, a Hawthorne strainer. Those are really good. Uh, using the fine mesh strainer is nice because if you like doing things like martinis or Manhattans or something with citrus, like a margarita, it stops from getting all those little particles in your drink and that ruin the smooth mouthfeel. So that's Mm -hmm. great. A mixing glass, a good shaker,
0: and a bar spoon. I think those are some really good things to start with. Okay, that's that's good. Um, Because people also it's decoration, you say this looks good on Mm -hmm. your bar card or this and, and this is also practical. And then what about the principles of a balanced drink? You had mentioned that was something that you had learned early on. How do you know? Yeah, Uh, Learning
1: about balance in a cocktail, I I always thought that might mean like a million different things or something that kind of is ineffable and hard to figure out. But it turns out a balanced drink really most of the time means the balance between spirit, sweet, and tart. So you'll want two parts of the spirit, one part sweet, one part sour. And whether the sour is lemon or lime or the sweet is going to be liqueur or syrup or sugar, um, it it doesn't matter. Those things kind of go one-to-one with each other and then two for the spirit and this is the exact format that makes drinks like margaritas that makes drinks like sidecars whiskey sours gimlets so once you learn that you can really experiment like crazy to find drinks that you like and you can kind of reliably make sure they're going to be pretty good Uh, some people like them a little more sweet some people like them a little more sour but if you start with those proportions you'll generally end up in a pretty good place.
0: Okay. So just to wrap this up, Hannah, uh, I feel like I'm going to need to go get a drink now. But if okay. if you and I were sitting here in person, what would you be cheersing me with?
1: So while it's not the most popular summer cocktail in the U.S., my favorite summer cocktail is a caipirinha. Have you ever had one? And what is that? Sounds cool. <laughs> <Yeah>, a caipirinha <laughs> is, it's like the most popular drink in Brazil. Um, It's made with cachaça as the base spirit, which is a funky sugarcane-based spirit. And one of the other things that makes this drink special is rather than just using the fresh lime juice, they actually muddle the lime into it to release all the lime oils and little bitterness from the pith. And then they add some sugar, and I think it is delicious. Once it becomes summer, I will have those every chance I get. How about you? What are your favorite That's – Oh cocktails? gosh, um, Devin asked I feel like me you that. Like
0: spicy margaritas. I do like spicy <laughs> margaritas. Anything with tequila, anything anything with mezcal, um, and I might have to try that mocktail that you told me about nice. because that's that sounds really really good. Um, actually, I, I do have one more question. I lied to you. That wasn't my final question because you brought up muddling. What does mm-hmm. muddling something do?
1: So muddling is something, I feel like people aren't doing it quite as much as they were a few years ago, but muddling is great because it helps release flavor from uh, some fruits, from herbs, things like that, to get it into your drink and, and disperse them nicely. Um, I often use syrups instead because it again gives more even experience and the mouthfeel with muddling can often, uh, unless you're straining it a lot, Uh, It it can be a bit disruptive, but really it just releases flavor. So it's really nice if you've done something like gone fresh blackberry picking or something and you really want to get that beautiful fresh flavor. If you're adding it to a cocktail like a spicy marg, you can just throw those blackberries in there, muddle it up, release that blackberry flavor. And it's it's a nice little way of making it fresh
0: and, and tasty. All right. Well, I will be doing all of that. You are welcome to come over. I know we talked about it earlier, but anytime, Hannah, I will try my hand at making the drink and then you can correct anything that I did wrong. (laughs) I love it. I'm sure it would be amazing and uh, sounds great. All right. Well, have a great summer and good luck. Thanks so much for coming on, Hannah. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. If you miss anything from class, these are my office hours. And here are some top takeaways about summer cocktails. Number one, Hannah says in order to elevate your cocktail game this summer, there are three basic things you can do. Number one, you can make specialty syrups. Think a tea syrup, a lavender syrup, lilac, things like that. Number two, you can add liqueur. To make your cocktail feel more refreshing, you could use grapefruit liqueur or to make it more majestic, maybe an elderflower liqueur. Finally, you can use something like a flavored ice cube. In order to make that, you put some juice into an ice tray, you pop it in your freezer and then you put it in your drink. It can change the drink as the ice cube melts and then you're not dealing with a watered down cocktail. On to the second takeaway it's important to think about the balance of your cocktail. The rule of thumb is two parts liquor, one part sweet, and one part tart. And number three, if you don't want to drink alcohol, a great way to make a specialty mocktail is use flavored vinegars. Hannah adds about two ounces of that flavored vinegar, and she looks for things like fig or kumquat balsamics. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast on Cocktails and Mocktails. For more podcasts, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this one on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen and leave us a review. This has been Getting Schooled with Abby Hornacek on the Fox News Podcast Network. Class dismissed.